Hello, Internet. Welcome to episode 109 of Frameskip, a video game podcast. I'm your host this week. My name is George, and I'm joined by my good, good buddy, my handsomest friend in the world. That's probably true. You look like a like a like a fighter pilot from like the 60s. I mean, Top, if top you, Gun. Got to keep, gotta keep a maybe going. a fighter pilot that never works out. Yeah, sure. Well, who who was the guy? Who was his name? Bob in, in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, I could I could go for that. All I right. could be Bob. Uh, Austin. There's our Bob Top Gun reference, by the way. <laughs> Austin Bob Eller, welcome to the show. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm gonna be your. Um, shoot, I don't even remember what his position was. What was the? Uh, uh, they're called Rio. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be your Rio, George, yeah. since you're 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 taking the front seat on on this jet. I think it's Rear Intelligence Officer. I think that's what it's short for. I always thought they were saying "real," like R E E L, in the original Top Gun, and then I watch <laughs> it with subtitles because my dogs are very loud, and they just completely confusingly pronounce the word <laughs> "Rio," and I always hear an right. L every time Tom Skerritt says it. But I'm just stupid, I guess. No, it's, 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 you know, the English language is hard, especially when it's coming from fake fighter pilots. From Tom Skerritt in particular, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) All right, well, I think that's our court-ordered amount of Top Gun speak for for the episode. Week week 22 or whatever we're at. Yeah, we're we're keeping it rolling. (laughs) Glad to keep the streak alive. (laughs) Uh, But we're here to talk about video games. Now, Austin, I have been playing the exact same things I played last week, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Super Mario 3D World, if you want to know my thoughts, uh, it's a great game. That's pretty much all I've got to say at this point. Austin, you've only been playing Death Stranding, really. Yeah, I've kind of been in the same boat as you. I've just had a crazy week, so I haven't played a whole lot. But yeah, I have been playing more Death Stranding, and I want to say I'm maybe 15 hours in now and i'm finally i feel like getting into the real bread and butter of that game i'm right at the end of chapter three which from my understanding after chapter three that's when things like really open up so i'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward to that um but dude that game is just so relaxing yeah and it's the perfect game for me right now i'm really not in a gaming mood i um which i I, i'm not really going to talk about it because i only played like 20 or 30 minutes of it but i booted up earthbound the other day for um super nintendo on the switch online Mm -hmm. and uh you know i just wasn't really feeling it and so either way death stranding is just really the game for me right now i'm really not in the mood to play games but for some reason it's still just clicking so well and it's it's fantastic i'm so glad i decided to give it another shot because just really didn't like it when it first came out and it's it's just the exact game I want right now. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So, yeah. Aside from that, not really something I've been playing, but today I, you know, kind of late to the party, but I pre-ordered an, an analog pocket. So I'm really Ooh. looking forward to getting that in the, the, the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> I mean, so, you, you joke that that's like far away, but it's already August 2022. That's true. So. That's true. So I'm like, Half hoping it comes before summertime next year because I just feel like that would be the perfect thing to play over the summer. Just you know, smash through some some GBA and Game Boy Color and Game Boy games, but we'll see. We'll see. Th- I'm, my my gut feeling is I'm not going to get it till next fall. <laughs> Do you think part of the problem with games is that we just have access to too many now, and it's just like yes. an, it's like an embarrassment of riches? Because like when I was no. a kid, it's like were the games better? No, they're actually like fundamentally worse. But I only had three of them, so I played every single one of them to death. It's absolutely true. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I was trying to think back on like games that I owned as a kid and remembering specific libraries and, and pretty much the things I owned. And like I was thinking back on I think my N64 collection, which I got at a relatively young age. I want to say I got my N64 when I was maybe four, maybe five. <laughs> It's a pretty young age, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that was my first system. But just thinking back on it, I was trying to recall what games I actually owned. And I think I had maybe eight or nine, like less than 10 for sure. And so, and same thing with GameCube. Like I really didn't own too many games, but I, I've played just the living hell out of both of those systems. And now, you know, especially with subscription services, Game Pass, PlayStation Plus Premium, which I actually canceled. 
Um, I was set to renew yesterday and I ended up downgrading all the way to just your essential for this exact reason, because I was finding myself just in a spot where I was overwhelmed. Like there's just too much to play, too much to play. (laughs) And so it's like that Netflix problem where you're like browsing through Netflix forever and you can't find something to watch. And then you just go back to a TV show you've already seen a hundred times. Right, right. Yeah, actually, I got way more into like the PlayStation Plus monthly games in the past year. And now since like premium, I haven't cared about any of them, to be completely honest. You know, like I just, right. it was nice when I like, oh, I'm not going to buy a game this month. Oh, what's this Deep Rock Galactic? What's this game? Yeah. And then it just takes over my life for a couple months. I think the problem is too many games. I, I think it is. it really is. Yeah, and I think, I mean, for, I will say for me too, I think it's partially like just my current status, like career-wise and like kind of where I'm at in my life. Um, you know, it it might be different. I'm sure the same thing for you, George. It might be different if I was like single and didn't have quite as intense of a job. Like my hours are kind of crazy sometimes. Um, but it's just, it's hard for me to keep up as is. And I certainly can't keep up when I've got game after game kind of bearing down on me. So. Honestly, what I've the the point I've gotten to is where, you know, I used to get FOMO constantly where like if I wasn't playing the latest new game and and, you know, the thing all my friends were playing and talking about, you know, that just major FOMO. Yeah, I've gotten to a point where I feel like I've totally dropped off like the new release kind of schedule aside from a game here or there. Did you ever see that movie The Sandlot? No, I never have. Okay, there's like, so it's this kid who moves to like some town and then he like sucks at baseball and like the the cool kid takes like an interest in him and it's just like, let me teach you how to play baseball. And then like at the end of the movie, they do like a like a, a panning shot of everyone at like all their different positions and it they like fade out of the shot as they like get their like modern story like, oh, so and so played double A ball like he's currently like the coach of his son's, you know, little league team, the heaters, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's cute. But they like turn to one guy who's just like Bertrand. Well, Bertrand got really into the 60s and nobody ever heard from him again. <laughs> and that's that's kind of how I feel about games where it's like, oh, what's this new hotness coming out? Oh, that's cool. I just installed Assassin's Creed Unity on my PlayStation 5 last yeah. night. Like, I'll catch up with you guys in a couple months. <laughs> like, that's nice. that's kind of how it feels uh, for games now where I'm I'm way better at playing what I'm actually interested in playing than feeling beholden to. sticking to a schedule and uh we're going to talk about that in a little bit this is going to be like a recurring thing but really quick before we move on to like our our two main topics tonight what's the golden age of gaming to you like what is not the golden age of gaming? what is your personal golden age of gaming so like the era i enjoyed the most yeah uh you know my answer used to be kind of the gamecube era um that was let me think about that i had an xbox and a gamecube those were my two systems at that time Mm -hmm. i actually didn't get a ps2 until way late in that life cycle so ps2 i really missed out on actually i I really did not play many ps2 games i want to say i got mine maybe within six months of the ps3's launch so i was like really really late into that but um I u- anyway, long story short, enough of me rambling. I used to say GameCube, but I think my actual answer would be PS3. That is my answer. That is hands down my answer. And and I that's not an era, I guess, but specifically the PS3 as a system. Um, there was something about that that like the, the era surrounding specifically the PS3 Slim. Like by the time that thing came out. There were so many games, you know, Sony was really in in kind of full steam with that system. Mm -hmm. But not just that, you know, I look at the other stuff I was playing at that time. I had my um, DS, you know, that was pretty late in the DS life cycle. And that system, I just adored Um, the 3DS. I don't think had released at that point or if it had, it was about to release. And, um, you know, between the DS and PS3, like those were my my jam for a while and those early kind of ps3 years late ps years there was something just like so interesting because that was like when streaming started to take off and then like my playstation 3 wasn't just my my game console it was also like my netflix box it was also my my blu-ray player like that was how i was able to like you know there 
there was two Blu-rays every like freshman and sophomore who had a Blu-ray player owned when I was in college. And it was Avatar and Planet Earth on Blu-ray. <laughs> and yep. so that was back when you like you still needed a disc from Netflix to run Netflix on your PS3. But that was also when games like started getting dirt cheap. Like I bought Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for $7.50. I'm like, oh, that's a remake of like an Xbox or a Dreamcast game. Like, yeah, that's cool. And then like two years later, I bought Burnout Paradise for $7.99. And I got like the ultimate collector's yeah. edition with like all the DLC. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, that's really cool. This gaming has never been more affordable than it is right now. There's just something really exciting about that era. So I'm, I'm glad we're both on the same page and in, in recognizing how special that window was. And you're right, yeah. specifically with the slim like there was something really inelegant about the original playstation 3 yes that seemed like they corrected the timeline entirely when they released the slim it felt like that was the real launch of the playstation 3 yeah and you were talking about game prices you know just just a quick little anecdote there is nothing nothing that is so memorable to me when it comes to to buying games as the five to ten dollar gamestop used game rack that they would have in that era that you could mm-hmm. just walk in and find like you said you know just all these stellar games for five ten bucks used and that's just not really something you see anymore which is unfortunate um you know i i remember a, a, in that time of my life you know i didn't have much money i was a kid at the time still early teenager and um you know I would walk in and, and still, even with the, the little money I had, I, I would I would be able to grab so many games from from GameStop and you know my my PS3 library for like a 13 year old with very little money was actually surprisingly large because of how affordable it was at that time. Oh, it was epic! Like, um, yes, I will buy Torok for 8.99. Like, don't mind me. Oh, this game's average. Don't care. It takes up a lot of space in my library and it looks cool as hell. So, yep, <sighs> that's. Awesome. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh, moving on to our main topics. Before we even get to our mainest topic, um, Warrior 64 retweeted PlayStation France saying that PlayStation VR 2 would be coming out early 2023. I'm excited. I think this is this could be what gets me back into gaming, to be completely honest, because like I really enjoy my Oculus too. But uh, like honestly, the complete detachment from any sort of like established gaming enterprise is like kind of a turnoff for me right like i grabbed medal of honor last year on my oculus quest 2 like around christmas time that game is just trash like that game is like legitimately awful (laughs) i was so mad i was like i should have just bought the lady gaga packs for beat saber and just called it a day but just knowing the library i have for my current psvr just through like oh this game is on sale for four bucks like yeah i'll buy that i'll future proof myself uh and then even things like Wipeout Omega Edition having like, you know, VR support. So just things like that. I am so excited for VR2. Really quickly, what's your temperature on VR2? Do you care? You know, I at first I didn't really care for it too much um, or I wasn't really excited for it, I should say, because I was kind of in the boat of, you know, with Quest being wireless. I, I've got a Quest 2 and I really enjoy it. What I will tell you, though, is I bought the Quest 2, played it a lot for about three or four months. And frankly, George, I don't think I've touched the thing in I don't even know how long. Like, I really fell off hard on Quest. And I think it was partially for me, you know, Andy and I are, are both gamers. We, we enjoy playing games together. I think what I realized over time was that the Quest specifically is very, like, disconnected. So... Andy can't really watch me. I have a Chromecast, which you can stream to, but because of the Quest's internals, it lags like crazy. It causes Mm. issue with the VR games that you're actually playing because it's trying to stream it to the Chromecast. And so I think what I'm finding is that I'm a little more interested in this now, even though it is wired, because I can hook it up to the PS5. I can play it back on the TV. We can switch off between the headset if needed. And whoever's on the couch can still keep watching and see what's going on. Whereas with the quest, it was more so like a, hey, when I'm home alone or like when we're just not really wanting to interact with each other, like that's fine. But I just like the idea more of like making VR a social experience than just kind of this isolating kind of environment. So I'm a little more excited for PSVR too. What I'll what I'll tell you though is I still don't think I'm going to buy it right away. I did with the original PSVR and I got kind of burned on it. So I'll probably hold off for at least a year and just kind of wait for 
for software to come out and see where it goes. I hear you, but with supply chain disruptions the way they are, I'm going to yeah. do everything I That's can true. To, to try to lock this guy down as soon as possible. That's true. And who knows, maybe it'll make my PlayStation 5 uh, worth a worthwhile gaming <laughs> hardware, which uh, which I don't personally feel like it is right now. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Sony. Um, <laughs> this week was Gamescom. This is the first topic, first topic of the show. Did you watch the uh, the opening night ceremonies hosted by Jeff Keighley? So I watched, I'll be honest, I watched about like maybe three fifths of it. I got pretty far into it, but this was after I had been up since four in the morning. And so I fell asleep about halfway into it. Um, I don't think anyone's going to blame you for that. Yeah. Yeah. But I did catch up on the stuff that I missed after and, and kind of watch through it. Like um, I think right where I stopped actually was with the, I forget what it's called, but it's the game from the Rick and Morty creator. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That I was like that right one. where I stopped. I'm actually looking forward to that, but we'll 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 get yeah. we'll get there. We will get there. Um, first things first. God, sorry, I'm looking for the announcements. Uh, everywhere was announced. I'm got a, so got a curious. Brand new trailer, yeah. I I want to know more. All I'm gonna say because I I didn't recognize the guy's name at first. And I looked him up and I guess he's like a rock star. Like he, he used to work at Rockstar, like a big producer there. Mm-hmm. I think he produced Grand Theft Auto Five. I might be wrong. But he's a he's like a very well known name. Um, and this is kind of his new studio making this. And it looks interesting and they the way they talked about it made it sound like it's some sort of like platform more than anything. Like you're gonna be able to do various activities and it's all gonna be connected and just sounded sounded very intriguing, so I'm curious how that turns out. I definitely want to know more. Yeah, uh, I hear you. I just I have enough platforms in my life. Also, yes. one th- one thing I, I just want to stress too: I didn't think this was like a very good presentation. I thought it was. Oh no, totally. I thought, it, I thought it was all CG trailers, pretty much. Which I'm just not particularly interested in that these days. Like, I just kind of like, show me what you can do, not show me what you want to do. So like, I didn't think this was very good. I thought Jeff Keighley was actually like really low energy. I thought like the partnerships they did, which I feel bad saying this because like, that's what pays the bills. Like that's how this was done was with partnerships, but like those partnerships sucked. And like, they were such stretches to like make it relevant to the audience. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) Oh, frankly, I thought it was Pokemon car. Okay. Yeah, that was bizarre. Um, I thought it was very subpar and I gotta be honest. I don't know if you're getting the same vibe on this, but I'm realizing that like all of this stuff Jeff is doing, I'm not really enjoying any of it. So I'm kind of of the mindset of, well, maybe I just won't watch these anymore. <laughs> there there needs to be some competition, right? Like I'm cool with Jeff hosting an E3 equivalent and a Game Awards. I think no matter what, he should always stick to Game Awards. I just like E3 was like two months ago, you know, like it hasn't been like that much time. And then the game awards are going to be in two and a half months from now. So it's like, okay, so like, that's really not that far away. And it, I just, it feels like it's a, a little stretch too thin. Also, Jeff yeah. seems a little stretch too thin. I think he's tired. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, next up, Dune Awakening, a survival game set in the expansive Dune universe. Sorry, I'm reading all this from, I should say, Games Radar uh, by an Ian Harris. So thank you, Ian, for piecing all this together. Uh, open world survival MMO. Set in the Dune verse, I personally don't care. I think Fabio's excited, but he just loves Dune. So, yeah, I, I don't. I'm like slightly interested, but I've never interacted with the Dune franchise at all. I'm. I do want to watch the movie on my new TV because I'm mm-hmm. sure it will be gorgeous. From what I'm hearing, but... it's really pretty. It was Denny Villeneuve. So, like, yeah, that guy yeah, doesn't doesn't work in the business of making ugly movies. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm curious, but. Don't don't really know anything about the franchise. I hear you. Uh, next up, probably your favorite announcement. Definitely one of my favorite announcements. The new PS5 controller. PlayStation yeah. is finally getting a pro controller equivalent. Yeah, this was for me, sadly, probably the best thing at the show. I, uh, For better or for worse. But yeah, I, I'm actually really excited for this. And they, they've 
revealed a few details and I'd, I'd have to go dig them up off the PlayStation blog. But I know the one thing they or two things, I guess they have not revealed are the price and their release date. So the price will be the big question for me. I mean, if I know the new Xbox, um, is it the pro Con- Xbox pro controller? What is it called? Xbox elite controller. Yeah. Um, that thing, the second one is like $180. And if it's in that same price range, I'm probably not quite as interested, but 150 or less. And, you know, I think it's a, a pretty good buy for, for somebody that plays quite a bit of PS5 games. I didn't do my, my due diligence on this. I, I apologize. I personally have never bought like an elite controller. I, I just really don't care to be completely honest. Um, with this, can you swap out the D-pad with an analog stick like you can on no. the Xbox Elite? Okay, so that's strike one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> strike two, can you replace the battery in it? I don't think you can, no. Okay, then I really don't care. Like, Because that's always yeah. like, oh, the battery is starting to suck. I wish I could just replace the battery in my you know, DualShock 4 or something. All right, so if you can't do that, if you can't swap yeah. out the face buttons, like, th- then this isn't really an Elite controller that I'm particularly right. interested in but if it you know if it's like a hundred bucks at 110 I, w- I would consider it but yeah i would agree with that i mean that's why i'm kind of of the mindset of if it's really expensive i i don't know but um there are some interesting things i mean it says you can adjust the stick sensitivity you can switch your your triggers so that they're kind of that hairpin um you know very slight button press instead of having to press it all the way down to fire a weapon or whatever it may be Can't you- and, do that in a game by game basis. I don't think so. I might be wrong though. No, like I was able to disable like the uh, you know pulling the trigger all the way down to shoot a gun in Call of Duty. Oh well, there you go. Never mind. So okay, yeah. Like okay, so this sounds like really not worth it then. Actually. Yeah. So like if you can do that, <laughs> like if there's swappable face plates or something, then I'm like okay, yeah. I get. I think I'm more interested, but like no, like this. And it, you're right. If it's like a hundred bucks and it's like between that for a hundred or like the regular controller for I think it's seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, then like that sounds about right. I might spend the extra 20 bucks just because I'm like, well, I'm already willing to spend 80. Like, what's another 20 at that point? But like, I don't know, man, if it were really customizable, then I then I would get excited. Yeah, so I am kind of reading through PlayStation blog right now. I think the most interesting thing here, aside from the back um, buttons, which that's probably the biggest pull for me is having those buttons on the back Mm -hmm. that you can kind of customize. Apparently, you can fully swap out the sticks. So if something goes wrong with the stick, if it starts to rub off or whatever, like the PS4 ones did, it actually says you can buy new stick replacements, which is interesting. So that's cool. And I assume that means it would be easier to clean the controller. So I'm going to I'm going to call that a net positive. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like (laughs) I would love a PlayStation controller where I had offset analog sticks, but like it's it's not. No, I agree. It's not modular the way the elite controller is. Right. All right, moving on. Callisto Protocol. I, th- I'm going to call this like one of the stars of the show. Yes, I'd agree. And I think they showed just enough to uh, get me excited, but not so much that I, I was there feeling like I was bored. So, uh, yeah, looks like Dead Space 2.0, not to be confused with Dead Space 2. Yeah, and this is one where I'm really excited for it. You know, everything they've shown looks phenomenal. I'm probably still going to hold out and kind of wait for reviews since it is a brand new team. But if it's good, I could see myself getting this, especially because I think it comes out in December. Yeah. December which is just second, I think the the perfect time for that game. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot else coming out and, you know, you're everybody's stuck inside because it's winter and it's dark outside and spooky. And yeah, I I'd love to play this game. I actually know some of the developers who worked on this, and I'm not going to pretend like I have a relationship with them, but I was at like a Call of Duty review event for World War II. I was doing work for a, a games website. And um, like there was just so much like downtime between like actually going, sitting to play the games. And like I would just like overhear these dudes talk. I would like try to talk to some of the de- like developers just to, you know, take their temperature on certain things. And it was just so clear that like they were so pissed that like, because it was a lot of people who worked on Dead Space. Right. And it, it just seemed like they, they really just wanted to work on Dead Space. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like a lot of team members and like yeah. leads and stuff were from. Well, like, that's very that, that obvious. Studio. Yeah, that's very obvious. Just looking at the gameplay, because, I mean, you've even got like the the way the weapon works is identical to yeah. Dead Space, which I don't think is a bad thing, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. 
there are some aspects that look almost like a clone of Dead Space, but we haven't gotten Dead Space in a real Dead Space, at least in 10 years. So I, I really don't have an issue with it. I know we're getting that remake next year, but I mean, the more the merrier, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not the biggest horror guy, but I might check this out. I, I hate the spookies. But I might I might try to be brave enough. It just sucks. I'm like, oh, I'll just play it during daylight. Like, oh, it comes out in December when like the sun goes down at 3.30 in May. And I'm like, oh, that's not a lot of time to play that game. Moving on. Lords of the Fallen announced. Uh, I think this is from a new team. And it looks like a reboot of like the PlayStation 4 title. Uh, shout out to my buddy Courtney Osborne, who is like one of the few people to have a video review for the original Lords of the Fallen. Oh, really? Yeah, like IGN didn't have one, GameSpot didn't have one, wow. but and it was like during like a kind of a, a a drought, I guess, of like next gen games. And like Courtney, you know, talked to the publisher, got one, and he had a video review ready on like launch date. And so like he actually blew up a little bit from from that. So shout out to Courtney. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but uh, I'll let him know that he got a mention. Maybe maybe yeah. he will. Maybe he'll start. Um, again, CG trailer. I don't care. Like, show me yeah. what you can do. Don't show me what you want to do. Yeah, and honestly, I I never played the first one, so I don't really know anything about that that series. But I, I again, I mean, I know people are excited for it, but you're repeating exactly what I was going to say of the CGI trailer. I just, I, I really don't care, man. If your game's not ready to show gameplay, I, I really don't want to see it. I, yeah. I don't want to see your CG trailer. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, like, I don't know if it's like, a startup company, right? Where like, you just want to like get out there in the hopes of getting like angel investors and like venture capital backing. I don't know if it's like that gaming industry is so big. It might be like that, you know, where like you do just want to get like a concept out there and, you know, get people talking about you. Like that's honestly what it feels like, but I don't, I don't know if that's like the actual practice. We should probably talk to people smarter than us to figure it out. Yes. <laughs> big get gameplay for moving out to, that's a game that's coming. I never played yeah. the first one. I don't really care about like those weird co-op couch games. I like couch co-op games, but not in like the, not like that. Yeah. Well, th- there was a game that came out almost the same time on switch called the stretchers. That was really cheap. And it was actually, I want to say it was actually published by Nintendo. It flew way under the radar. So I want to say this came out maybe early last year like january february last year and it's very similar but my understanding is that game was way better than the first moving out so i'm curious to see if they and they're very similar where you've got two characters and you're kind of like in the stretchers you're driving an ambulance or something but it's a similar idea where each of you is like holding the the um stretcher (laughs) and it looks like in moving out each of you are like holding onto a couch and like you have to orient yourself properly and so I'm curious how they kind of, you know, correct from the first one. I don't know. I, I didn't hear bad things about it, but I heard it was not, not, not great. I just never got into those games. Like between that and like yeah. Overcooked, I don't think I've ever played like a second of yeah. Overcooked. It just seems like the point Too is stressful. To, the, yeah, exactly. But like the point is to be stressed. And I'm like, well, actually, right. that's not why I'm here right now. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, personally, don't care. It was just talking about the, the dark arts. I got nothing to say about that game. No. Um, J.K. Rowling is kind of a dirtbag, so I'm just going to move yeah, on. I, I have no interest. Yeah. Uh, New Tales from the Borderlands. Also, Randy Pitchford, kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> so, uh, that said, I did, I did like the original Tales from the Borderlands. That's probably like one of, if not my favorites, either that or Wolf Among Us or Batman. Like Those, those are my yeah. top three. Uh, and it, it sounds like Gearbox has gone out of their way to like actually recruit members of the original team even though this is like an entirely new story an entirely new cast uh but randy pitchford is a dog turd uh dying light 2 bloody ties dlc this looked interesting it looked very different i still haven't picked up dying light 2 and i you want love, to because love the first one right yeah i adored the first one i i played so much of that game um but i heard 2 was pretty buggy when it released so i'm curious if they fixed any of that stuff i wonder how many games are rushing out because like they see like the field is just pretty empty right now. Right. Like battlefield 2042 probably needed another year, but yes. because there's like nothing coming out, they're just like, screw it. Like something like 
they, they say this in like football all the time. We're like, somebody's got to catch passes. It's like, well, somebody's going to buy our game. You know, it, it, it's just like half the battle is just like being on the right. shelf. And so I wonder if like dying late too, they're like, screw it. No one else is coming out in February. Like, let's just do it and then fix yeah. it later. I mean, you're you're looking at uh, Saints Row too, which just launched and not, not a whole lot coming out right now. And oh, man, that game. Everything I've been seeing about it, that game is not finished. And it was delayed too, right? Wasn't it yes. supposed to come out earlier in the year? Yeah. I think honestly, as like crappy as it sounds, like you basically just need to make like an Xbox One or a PS4 game and then scale it up. Like I don't know if like yes. if I don't know just like the way things are right now, just in terms of the economy, just in terms of uh everyone's like personal stress levels and ability to work, even their desire to work, which like I get. Like it feels like the planet's on fire. Who cares about going to work today? <laughs> you know, like it's hard for me to care about writing copies some days when like I see like oh this massive heat wave in China. I'm like, oh yep. that's great. Yep. Uh so yeah, like uh work smarter, not harder, guys. <laughs> totally agree. Tortuga, a pirate's tale. Uh pirate RTS. I don't have a PC. I wish I did, because I love yeah. RTS games and pirates are fun. I thought that looked pretty interesting. I forgot about that one. That was kind of a neat looking looking game. And I do like pirates. That might be mm-hmm. one to check out. Destiny 2 Lightfall. Uh, this made me check to make sure my Destiny 2 was updated. And uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm in. So I'm, this is I'm a great so, time. I'm so in. This is a great time for this discussion. Because, you know, they had that. And I'm sure you obviously know but they had that big destiny event as well like the same day where they they revealed i guess this new expansion and all that stuff and all the details about it is it even possible to get into destiny 2 at this point like i i played so much of vanilla destiny 2 and i never bought any of the expansions and just dropped off is that even like comprehensible at this point to be able to go from that to all of these expansions that have released they it is because they've been like cycling in and out content, and so all you need to get up to speed is like the latest expansion. Like basically, hmm. you just need to get one expansion, and then like the, I think everything else is like available for more content if you want it. And like that's okay. where the story is, right? Like that's where like the the saga of all these different factions are, right? Like that's that's where you get the fallen, that's where you get the hive, that's that's where you get uh, those weird people from mars right. the, the legion i think is what they were called uh, the uh cabal the cabal right? thank you yeah yeah and so i think that's where it is but also i haven't played this game in like over a year so i just checked to make sure it's updated yeah. but again like i just spent so much time playing deep rock galactic like yeah why would i pretend that destiny isn't a superior game that's true to just play it i should just play it in fact yeah you I know just... what austin like we don't know who's going to be on the podcast next week but you're going to be there and I'm going to yes. be there. So I'm going to report back to you next week. I'm going to I'm going to dip my toes into the Destiny pool and let you know really, how the water is. I really want to play it. Um I just I always drop off and then I feel like I I I have lost so much time and everybody is way ahead of me and I have no idea what to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> also I, you you and I have like literally only played one game together in the two years yeah. I've been on this podcast. Yeah, we need to play Destiny 2 together. Oh my god, wait, I've been on this podcast. It's like my two-year anniversary in September. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And we've played a little bit of Rainbow Six Six. together. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to do better. Let's, uh, let's, are you busy this weekend? Probably, you're, you're a happening guy. Uh, I don't think I will be, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll We'll figure figure it it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh next up a game I'm actually excited for and a game I think you're excited for Sonic Frontiers. I am excited for it George, but I at the same time I'm not convinced that this game is going to be of good quality at all. And I hope it is. I hope oh. to God it is cuz I love Sonic, but I really don't know. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. But I, also, I said the same thing about Sonic Colors when it was like re-releasing and I never bought that. So like I'm a right. liar when it comes to Sonic games. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this one. This is the one I'm going to get. And then I just no. don't do it. So I do the same thing because I said the same thing about Sonic Origins. And then it came out and everybody was talking about like the microtransactions and not so great stuff about it. So I didn't buy it. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, what I will tell you though, this this trailer looked a lot better than what they had showed before. There was that trailer they showed earlier this year. I want to say it was the IGN first. They're kind of like first release of footage of the game and it just didn't look finished at all i mean it, it looked like you're playing like an alpha which frankly they might have been mm. so this one this footage they showed this time around at gamescom it looked considerably better so i'm like a little more hopeful but still it's definitely not what <laughs> i'm gonna pre-order <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. all right that's fair that's fair next up under the waves quantic dream is publishing this which sucks because that means that there's some people yeah. in that studio that are not working on star wars eclipse and boy that is something i do not want to hear let me tell you yeah i agree because that game is never coming okay. out it's never coming out let's, like, say, bet, let's say bets do you think that's coming out on ps5 or will that be a ps6 game i think it's just never coming out Okay. <laughs> I think it's never coming out. I think if we get Star Wars Knights of the Republic in the next four years, that'll be a miracle. Like, because yeah. I feel like we're past the time of like, like I don't think we're gonna have like another agent, right? Like the the Rockstar game that was announced to be a PlayStation Three exclusive, and then it's just never gonna come out. Like, I, I don't think we're there anymore. Like, I'm looking at like a game like Thirteen, right? Like that was just remastered. And like that remaster was like absolute trash and they're like, screw it. And they just like took it to a new developer and they're like, fix this turd. Like, please polish this up. And so I think we're going to get a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. But I don't think it's going to come from Aspire. Like, I, I just don't. Yeah. I think that game series is too important. I think Star Wars is too big of a franchise. Like that's going to happen someday. But like Star Wars Eclipse, be considering it has like no established significance whatsoever in the gaming industry. I don't think it's ever coming out. I I tend to agree with you there. Uh, I I don't think it will. And and frankly, you know, some of the stuff at Quantic Dream, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just interesting. Sorry to go is, there, but <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Because it's set during the High Republic, which like, yes, there's like action that happens, but like knowing Quantic Dream, like it's more about tension and drama, right? And so it would have been interesting to play a Star Wars game where like your main form of interaction is conversation instead of shooting yeah. instead of like saber slashings. Like it would have been really cool. But then it's just like, oh, why is it these turds? Kind of you like know, a like, Star Wars thriller type thing. I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. It would have been fun, but like not, not from these guys. I just don't care about these guys anymore. I care about these guys, though. I care about Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even being facetious. I genuinely I loved the first Goat Simulator. The first I loved one was they, a lot of fun. I love that they skipped two and just went straight to three. <laughs> yep. The first game was a lot of fun. I mean, it was one I didn't buy it. I don't think I want to say I got it for free at some point somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know how, but um, it was a lot of fun. You know, it 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 wasn't like the best game in the world, and it was a buggy mess at times. But I really actually enjoyed that game, especially like playing couch co op with people and just screwing around. I did Can't too, wait. especially because it felt like an experiment. Like it felt like, you know, in Jurassic right. Park, like you were so concerned to see if you could. You never <laughs> stopped to ask if you should. Right. And like this actually feels, at least from what I've seen, and granted, it, they really spun it in like this gameplay trailer, which, hey, that's that's another cool thing is gameplay. Good job. Good yes. job. Go, Good go job, same team. But like it just looks like more of a game and like less of a joke. It does. No offense to the first one, but like it was just like, wouldn't it be funny yeah. if, and then this one looks like, okay, we, we know this is funny, but like, how do we make it smart funny? Yeah, so, and I mean, there's I'm like excited. actually longevity and replayability and stuff to it. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm excited for it. I'm curious how it turns out. Mm -hmm. Hope it's got some sort of like online co-op. So it would be a blast. Next up, Return to Monkey Island. I just don't care about point and click adventure games. I've played uh, yeah. the the, the, motor, the motorcycle one that LucasArts did. Uh, Full throttle. Shoot. Yeah, I was gonna say Road Rash, but it is yeah. not Road Rash. No, Road Rash, Road Rash slaps. I'll play that game all day. Uh, yeah, so I, I just don't care about this genre whatsoever. And like, I've I've had Broken Age downloaded on my PS Vita forever, and just like not once have I ever thought same. about playing it. Same, nope, same exact boat. Moonbreaker looks really interesting. I've been getting into Warhammer as like a franchise lately. Like, not the miniatures. I love building Gundam models. But the amount of painting, which I have no confidence in doing, is like really turned me off of Warhammer. 
Um, I think the aesthetic is sick though, but like this game Moonbreaker is like a digital miniatures game that has like full customization and like lets you like paint them digitally, which I, I just think this is like a great idea. It's coming yeah. from a universe by this author named Brian, uh, sorry, Brandon Sanderson. who's like a big deal. Uh, so like it looks rad. I just don't have a PC. So like, and also it looks like a game I'd be like so hyped about. And then the second it comes out, I would just never think about it ever again. It looks fantastic. I, I was this was probably the big shock for me, but I'm kind of in the same boat where I mean, even though I do have a PC, I think it would be something I would try out and and probably not play too much in the long term. But the idea of actually having like a, a fully recreated miniature. Game essentially like gamified for for, you know, digitally being able to paint, mm-hmm. I was totally like taken aback by that. I thought that was wonderful. So I. uh I'm curious to try it. I don't, I want to say it might be free to play or something, or maybe they said it was early access. Maybe that's okay. what it was, but um, it's just tough. To it's it. tough, man. Like gaming is my hobby. A single game is not my hobby. And like, we're, we're going to talk about this later, but I'm just going to give it a little tease. Like I, I just need games to like, not think that they're the only game I play or the only game I'm interested in. Yes, uh, one, one, yeah, one such company that did that was Friends vs. Friends. Uh, they made a multiplayer first-person shooter that, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like a game. All right, I don't care. Do you care? <laughs> no, not at all. Is uh, did uh, God, what was the name of that game? Like the f- first-person shooter on Switch that like has like a card system. Oh God! Like it just came out, and like this game, Friends vs. Friends, also uh, has like no, a card no. system. Shoot, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't recall the name. I just like, is that the new trend that everyone's going to be chasing? It seems like it. I don't know how to feel about it, though. Yeah, to be honest. Is it Neon White? Is that? Yes, the game? that is exactly what it's called. Yeah. I have heard that game's really good, but I have too. my friend, Michael, Michael Pankhurst, MJ Pank on Twitter. Really good dude. You should follow him. <laughs> uh, he's like obsessed with that game. And he's, mm-hmm. he swears that's great. And I believe him because Pank's a really smart guy and really, really knows his stuff about games. But that is just not, not why I play yeah, games. Is I'm not really. Not, I'm not really about, I'm not about perfecting runs. That's, it's never been something I've been into. Next up, Lies of P. Um, <laughs> okay. Take it away, all you. What in the world is this game? I've never heard of this. I don't know if you have, George. Apparently, this has been a thing that's been announced prior to this, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Did, like didn't a, it win Game of Show? I think so. Yeah. And it's like a Dark Souls Pinocchio game. I got nothing. Which is nuts, actually. Yeah, not not my seed. <laughs> is this... I, have, have we finally reached like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to... Souls like games and like I don't mean this about the quality right like because obviously there's been great games that have like sort of echoed uh Dark Souls and, and Demon Souls like yeah. world design and me- mechanic design uh, game design that's what you call the cohesive thing um I have, but like IP wise and like world wise like have we just like reached like the natural conclusion of this like is there anywhere yeah, else to I mean- go after Pinocchio, I don't know. I mean, what what could you do next? Like a SpongeBob Dark Souls game? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. You joke, but I, sw- <laughs> I swear to God, that's got, that's got to be a mod. Like Elden Ring came out on PC. You you know you know somewhere, yeah. someone is right. fighting Mr. Krabs. Yeah, yeah. I'm like in this weird spot where I like the Souls games. I've never really sat down and played through a lot of them, aside from just Bloodborne. Bloodborne, I sunk a pretty decent chunk of time into, but. I'm a little surprised at how many developers are trying to emulate that gameplay style because like you said, there are some good ones out there like Neo, Neo one and two are both really good games work really well mechanically, but there are just some, you know, even looking at like Jedi fallen order where mechanically they kind of tried to recreate that same style. And for me, it didn't really work. Um, The gameplay in that game just doesn't really flow like dark souls. So no, I I dropped that game down to easy and I had zero regrets just because yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't like I know what you're trying to do. It's just not quite there. Right. So it's it's interesting. I'm curious to see like how this genre keeps growing. But what I will tell you and we can move off of this is I actually think this game looks really good. So I'm curious yeah. how it turns out. 
Yeah, I didn't mean to knock it when I said, have we reached the bottom of the barrel yet? But it's just like one of those things where it feels like any excuse to shoehorn this type of game. Like we're we're just, we've done everything at this point. And I'm sure there's a million things we haven't done yet, but it just feels like every quarter there's like a new Souls-like game announced that has like a particular flavor twist. Anyways, Stranded Alien Dawn, base camp survival building game. Sorry, I, yeah, no interest. Not my style. Yeah. Uh, Atlas Fallen. New game by Deck 13 and Focus Entertainment. Um, it looks like people protect protecting like a post-apocalyptic Earth. And it looks cool. Awesome. It looks you're, like you're you're really fighting monsters. You're fighting monsters and it looks really actiony and fast-paced and heartbreaking. It looks fine. Homeworld 3 RTS game. I'm really excited about. It has been delayed, I think, ever since Gearbox. Acquired it, I think, was the, yeah. the parent, new parent company. I think so. Um, this might actually convince me to like get a PC, just because I love I love real time strategy games. That's like a genre that I've never really gotten into too much. I did a little bit of, I guess, does is Age of Empires real time strategy? What is that considered? Age Age of Empires is real time strategy. Okay, that's really the only one I've ever played. Um. But, you know, I did always want to play Halo Wars. That was a series I never tried out. I never got into the second one, but the first Halo Wars, I think, is really good. Yeah. Uh, You got a PC, man. Like, I I cannot recommend Age of Empires 3 if you want to go check that out. I think you'd actually really like Age of Mythology, which has, like, Norse fighting Greeks, fighting Egyptians, you know, fighting, like, all Uh these different. And it's like, oh, you're playing as the Norse people? Oh, you can, like, have fire giants as, like, a unit. I'm like, oh, this is fun. You know, I was thinking about this the other day because Andy bought um, on sale Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 on the Switch. Is that a real-time strategy game? I was thinking about that. I was like, what is that game considered? And I want to say you could consider that a real-time strategy game in a way. I think it's, like, a real-time strategy, real-time simulation game. Oh, that's true. I guess uh, I, I, I think it, I think it's both. I think it's a yeah. it, it's a nice little Venn diagram of of those two things. Yeah, <laughs> I just never thought about what kind of game that was until recently. God, those games are so freaking cool, though. Yep. Oh my god, we still have so many more. All right, uh, lightning rounds. You ready? Yes. All right, Whew. Genshin Impact 3.0. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Honkai Star Rail. Don't care. <laughs> it's another game from the Genshin Impact developers. Yeah. Yeah, also don't care. High on Life, I think this is the Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah, the Squanch games. Uh I'm it really looks... I'm really excited. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, I still don't know that I'm going to buy it, but it does look like a pretty funny game. Oh uh, god, what's the game Trevor Saves the Universe? Yeah. Yeah. That game was That was that, the VR one, right? Yeah, that game was incredible. I mean, it wasn't just yeah. VR. You could use non-VR to play oh. it also. I didn't know that. Um, I think it was probably easier in VR, but uh, I lent it to a buddy who got the platinum all the same. Um, that game was really good. I'm going to buy this game day one. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. That sounded like a, like a swear. It's not Shipbreaker. <laughs> uh, I don't care. Uh, the Expanse yeah. Telltale series. Yeah, I was so fascinated by this, but I've never seen the expanse so i don't really i don't know, know if i care about this series. <laughs> yeah um i've been told by everyone that i would love the expanse but yeah that's what i've heard from my sphere as well as that that show is just incredible but yeah it's been so long since that came out right like they ended that or am i wrong didn't they end that pretty far back or is yeah, that still I, think, going? I think it was only four seasons like i think it started on netflix then was like pulled to amazon i, I think is the story uh, but it's one of those things where, like, you know how, like, Embracer Group announces that, like, they picked up another developer? And we just, like, sit there and, like, roll our eyes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're announcing too much Telltale stuff when there hasn't been, like, a new modern Telltale game. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, slow your roll a little bit there, dude. Like, release one game. Let us know you still got it. And then talk to us about the next one. Okay, and I'm totally wrong, by the way. It uh, just finished airing this year, which I didn't even realize. I thought it was... You know, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of... Uh... There was a PS3 game that they made for some other TV show that was very short-lived that was like another alien sci-fi type thing. 
Oh God! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shoot! I can't think of that series name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you were talking. It was about. it was a PS3 game. Shoot, I don't know. I'm gonna have to okay. figure that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> again we'll fix this in post. Uh, more lightning around Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The game they just yeah. re- they released new horror games in the same exact mold, just from different franchises. I I don't care. Uh, Scars Above. I don't even remember this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, one I'm actually really excited about, even though we got like literally nothing. Uh, weird Song. Yeah. This is yeah. from former Bethesda Game Studios and former Obsidian Studios people uh, making a new game. And I'm like that. That gets me excited. Like I'm into that. Right. No, it looks looks interesting for sure. That was one that kind of caught my eye. Mm hmm. Age of Empires 4, uh, some DLC. Yeah. Gotham Knights. What's your vibe on this? Because I I was so excited for this game when they first announced it, and I really don't know how to feel about it now. This it's is, been so long. This is something I've been I've been teasing throughout this segment. But like, oh, we're gonna talk about that a little later. I'm tired of games feeling like chores and jobs, and this just seems right. like it's another one of those. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. I don't know. I like the idea itself of like being able to play a Batman game with like you and and friends and like all hop online and run through a world together. I mean, it sounds like a blast, but at the same time, I don't know. I I don't know that I can handle another game like this. (laughs) Well, it sounds like everything I wanted 10 years ago. But like the ensuing 10 years of like monetization and games mean like no i actually don't want this i don't want the way you're going to do it i want the way you would have done it 10 years ago but not the way you're going to do it now right like i haven't played destiny in so long but like i only have room in my life for one game like that like deep rock galactic you know it's like yeah i i can really only handle one of these and that's why like i'm going to check out the avengers again having just finished miss marvel but like right i'm probably not going to do that the same time i do Destiny it's at the same time I do too much. Gotham Knights, yeah. Right. It's too much. But I, I'm curious to see how it reviews. I uh I don't know. Something's just really been kind of rubbing me the wrong way with this game the past year or so. I'm I'm not convinced that it's gonna be up to snuff, but we'll we'll see how yeah. it turns out. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna check out those reviews. But also like I love Batman, so I'm Yeah, I know. Same. It's probably one of those things like, oh I got a seven point five. I'm like, good enough for me. 6.5, good enough for me. Yeah, I'll grab that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Where Winds Meet. Brand new action RPG with an open world set in ancient China, developed by Chinese studio Everstone Games. Uh, I think this will be really interesting. I can't think of a lot of Chinese developers. Yeah, there's not too many of them. Um, I think it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, looked interesting. Hideo Kojima announced uh, his podcast is going to start coming out in English. That's exciting. Yeah, I was actually kind of excited about this. Um, it sounds pretty neat. He's going to have on guests and stuff. And of course, Jeff is going to have a segment on the show, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. But also, I, did, you, did you catch that he announced like he has a, he's taking a break from working on his games? Like, yes, plural. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd get you excited. What's the break? Like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love his, I will, I love his will tweets, be listening. Though. His tweets are amazing. He'll just like tweet out some like Japanese Blu-ray cover of like Goodwill Hunting and like <laughs> a, a limited edition flavor of Coke and being like <laughs> He tweeted one out the other day. Santa's an underrated film director. Like he'll just say stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I agree. And like, oh, here's a music book on talking heads. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're cool. He tweeted one out the other day for the new, um, there's a new movie, and George, you probably don't know these, but there was an anime movie called Your Your Name. Oh, I know Your Name. Oh, uh, have you seen Your Name? I have seen Your Name. That soundtrack okay. is absolutely incredible. Okay, so I'm glad you've seen it first off. But there's a new movie from that guy that made Your Name coming out. I forget what the English title is, but it's something about like do- doorways. And the only way I can compare it is like in Monsters, Inc. when they have the doors where like 
<laughs> they go, it's like a portal, basically. It's like the same idea. But he tweeted himself out a photo of him at the theater going to see this movie. And it was like the stand-up like cardboard cut out of like the door. And he was he was like peeking around the door, and all the tweet said was somebody forgot to lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> like really, this dude really cute. It's wonderful. Also, <laughs> aging magnificently. Yes. I hope I, hope I look that good. Mid sixties. I hope I look that good when I'm I'm his age. Next up, Park Beyond. Uh this looks like another roller coaster tycoon set in like the, the future. Looks cool, but again, I don't have a PC and also like I don't know if I'm I think I might be done with that genre. You know, like uh I think Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 kind of nailed it. Yeah, well, and honestly, Planet Coaster, which is um pretty much the newest game in that genre. I can't, I want to say it came out maybe four or five years ago. That game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say it's a lot of the same people that worked on the old roller coaster tycoon games. So I, I don't see how this game could be better than that, but I am curious about it. Um, I tried to boot up, uh, planet coaster the other day and dude, that game is just so complicated. It was, <laughs> it was so hard for me to get into that, um, booting it up again, but at some point, at some point, Sure, sure, sure. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Looks interesting. Gameplay looks really cool. Yeah, I personally love Warhammer Vermintide, um, which I think is like the fantasy equivalent. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I play a lot of like their their co op stuff. When I mentioned earlier that I was getting more into 40k, like it was through these games. Um, I'm interested in checking it out. I know Fabio will play it with me when it comes out. Uh, I do think it's funny how often they called you a reject in the trailer. <laughs> Felt a little tough not to take that one personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, Blacktail, a first person fantasy archery game. I actually thought this looked really pretty. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Archery. You can never have enough in gaming. Just going to say that. Well, especially <laughs> with the with the new, you know, triggers. Right. Um, right. Yeah, that should be super fun. Uh, let's see this theatrical platformers uh phantom hellcat i don't remember anything about this i don't either <laughs> moving on then uh, i don't either moving on sadly crossfire cross babylon online first person shooter that's yeah, fine big update for yeah. an existing game yep uh door fromantic looks like another <laughs> I have nothing to add. Yeah, this was like where I, this is where I, I had already fallen asleep, and a lot of the stuff I just didn't catch up on because I, I just saw the title and went, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, isn't that special? Yeah. Uh, Let's see the Outlast Trials. I don't care about Outlast as a series. Yeah. Is this like multiplayer or something? Looks like it. I didn't. I didn't watch that trailer after, but I've heard it was interesting. So have to watch that one uh so we got a teaser for a game called the finals i know like literally nothing about that game but it's apparently like a shooter in a game show format we'll see and then uh dead island 2 closed out the show yeah which had leaked like a week prior yeah (laughs) um that game looks really good yeah it looks fun actually i hope it's good considering how long it's been in development but that'll be one if it reviews well i probably will buy that because mm-hmm. like i said earlier love dying light dying light 2 kind of came out and just came and went so maybe i'm hoping dead island 2 has a little more staying power all right well that wraps up our gamescom discussion um that's those are our thoughts on everything that was announced and uh thoughts on the show in general um again uh, a yeah. little, little unnecessary, little superfluous. Yeah, I really didn't care for it to be honest with you. I mean, there are a few games here and there that I'm interested in, but I'm just yeah. I'm, but I would have, I would have rather seen those games in another showcase. You know, like right. if there was like a PlayStation, what are they called again? Uh, State of Play. State of Play. <laughs> Thank you. Also, like the fact that like the PlayStation five dual shock was announced here makes me think that like we're not getting a state of play anytime soon which kind of bums me out because we never got right. one for e3 really <sighs> so um yeah i think a little unnecessary also i i'm not sick of jeff 
I just think Jeff is doing too much. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I mean, basically what we said earlier about the, you know, every two months having something like this, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. I miss the days of E3 where we had that week of heavily concentrated news and then really not a whole lot throughout the rest of the year. I thought that was fantastic, but completely um, agree. This is, it's getting to a point, like I said, where I, I really don't know that I'm going to keep watching this stuff. And frankly, that even applies to like the game awards. Like I may watch some trailers after, but I, I don't know that I can keep sitting through hours of mediocre shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, for the most part, agree. I'm going to watch the game awards, um, but I'm okay. Not watching Gamescom again next year. All right, uh, we got one final segment. Uh, Austin, does it feel like there's just nothing coming out right now? Yes. Yes, not a whole lot at all. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just, like, isn't that kind of awesome? Isn't it nice? Yes. Like, this is, like, perfect, like, <laughs> backlog time. It is, and it's, it's, I mean, that's given me the time to play Death Stranding and kind of get into some games and watch some stuff that I haven't had time for, and it's wonderful. I'm. I know not everybody's of the same mindset, but I'm so glad that we've kind of had this several months of just reprieve from mm -hmm. the non nonstop like game release list. <laughs> Agreed. Um, do you want to you want to put your shoes on and go for a little walk with me back in time? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Do you want to go back 10 years or do you want to go back 20 years? I want to go back 20 years, George. All right. August. 2002 this is what we were playing back then august 12th we got beach spikers a volleyball <laughs> game exclusive to gamecube i actually have that game it's actually pretty good i remember this game and i remember hearing it was pretty good yeah but i wasn't gonna buy it when i was 12 years old you know like i wasn't yeah i wasn't looking for a good volleyball game the way i am now right madden nfl 2003 duke oh, nukem yeah. advance nfl 2k3 matt hoffman's pro bmx2 nfl blitz 2003 nfl game day 2003 and street hopes those all came out the same day okay i don't remember this happening was this common for like just a non-stop flurry of nfl games to release on the same day yeah because that was back before ea had locked up the license that's crazy because it would be in 2004 when NFL 2K5 came out for 20 bucks, and it was really good. It was better than Madden that year. That was when EA got scared. And so back then, everyone had a little bit of the license. And so that's why so many of those games were able to come out. I had no idea. I mean, I knew they were coming out. I just didn't know that they all came out on like the same day. <laughs> that's well, especially insane. because like uh, the 2K games were originally like Dreamcast exclusives. Right, they were they were owned by about that. by Sega. Yep. Whew. All right. Uh, let's see what else were we playing. Uh, let's see. Later that month, we got Street Hoops, NCAA Game Breaker, two thousand three, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three finally came to Nintendo sixty four. Medieval, oh, wow. medieval Total War RTS game. Uh, Sega yeah. Soccer Slam came to Xbox. That game is excellent. That game is so good. I've never heard of that game. It's just a super arcade sports game, which is why I like it. Hmm. Toka Race Driver, Super Monkey Ball 2. Oh, yes. Here's a big one. Super Mario Sunshine. There it is. August. There it is. Hold on, George. I want you to hit me with the next one, too, because that's just as important for me. SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs. <laughs> Look at that. The, the duo of August 2002. <laughs> Twisted Metal, Black Online, Mafia, The City of Lost Heaven, Onimusha 2, Samurai's Destiny, Commandos 2, Men of Courage, Turok Evolution, and Riding Spirits. That was our August 2002. There are two games from that era yeah. that I would have been excited about back then. So our point is, it's not you. It's, it's not this year. Nothing's weird about this year. Every year, there's like one or two games you care about in August. Yep. So don't worry about it. Play play older Just, games. Go yeah. back. This is perfect time to go back and play Beach Spikers. Play Splatoon 2. Because Splatoon 3 releases next month. I actually don't agree with that. I don't want you to get burnt out on Splatoon <laughs> right before Splatoon 3 comes out. Okay. Okay. Austin, that's pretty much all I got. You got any any closing thoughts? Any closing words? 
for our listeners? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that pretty much wraps up my thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with where we're at game wise right now. It's um you know, may may seem kind of like a strange statement considering it may not be a good thing to not have many games releasing, but I just felt like we were getting hammered. And I, I want to say it's almost partially because of COVID. Like, I, I wonder mm-hmm. if some of those delays that got pushed back or those games that got pushed back through the pandemic, just we had that onslaught of them for what felt like ages. And I think we're finally getting to the, okay, this is how things are going to be, period, which I'm looking forward to. Frankly, I'm looking forward to not having 6 million games releasing every month. Yeah, especially because it feels like a lot of the delays are because people are just trying to take better care of themselves. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with that. So agreed. Well, that's pretty much all I got too. Uh, You can find Austin on Twitter at Austin J Eller. You can find Seth who is on a bi-weekly schedule with us at Seth, the nineties kids. Uh, Please don't follow him though. Uh, You can find coach probably in a gym somewhere doing some, some bench press or some curls. That's right. And you can find me at uh, PurpleBird616. That's also where I host a comic book show that talks all about uh, Marvel in the mid-2000s. This week's episode is all about Ang Lee's Hulk movie from the year 2003. Got some fun people on to talk about that, our regular movie nice. crew. That is like the most interesting, beautiful movie that I also don't think is good. It's really impressive. What that it's movie not good, off. but he is very green, and that's what matters most. He sure is. That's what I, that's what I look <laughs> for in my Hulk. thank you so much for listening we'll be back in your ear holes again next week until then hope you have a wonderful weekend and get to play some games